Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtrack survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Welcome to episode 123 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Today is Sunday, May 6, 2018. Barbara stands with me as always. Say hello. Hello. So today we're going to be talking about Modern Inventions Part 2. This will probably be a relatively short episode. We'll talk about uh, some of our latest haberdashery going on with thefrugalsnobs.com. We'll talk about Patreon. We don't have anything new to talk about in terms of free stuff, do we? No, it really has been quiet on that front. Skimpy. Yes. Stores and things like that are starting to skimp on their free stuff. Well, they have to with inflation. Well, that and I guess people just aren't shopping like they used to. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about upcoming potential Memorial Day savings that will help. Yeah. Like like two for ones on hot dog buns or yeah. you know, burger buns or you know ground beef or hot dog deals and things like that that people always have and condiments and stuff. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and again, if you are in the U.S. audience, Memorial Day will apply to you. If not, and you're in our international audience, welcome. But you can disregard this. But Modern Inventions Part 2 is coming up. Yes. So, keeping the episode relatively short, we do have a little bit of news for everybody. Two items, we'll talk about Patreon. Yes. Then we'll also talk about this other person trying to masquerade as a frugal snob. The wannabe snob. Yeah, so we'll start with that one, because it it cheeses me. Yes. It gets my goat. So, folks, we found a website out there. It's called thefrugalsnob.com. And there's apparently a person, we believe it's a female. Yes. Who is, what we can tell, essentially... Providing the same type of, at least initial, or trying to provide at least some sort of advice similar to what we already give you. Yes. Um, This upsets us a bit. We are the original Frugal Snobs. We are the true Frugal Snobs. And we've been around since before this person started her website in December of last year. Uh, Yeah, considering my tags are over two years old. That's right. So we have custom vanity plates on Christina's Snobmobile. Yeah. And quite frankly, we've been doing this a lot longer. We've been doing the podcast longer. Our reviews have been going on longer. Uh, the videos on YouTube have been around longer. Uh, it, I'm not saying people aren't entitled to create their own frugal projects. I'm totally cool with that. But you don't rip off our concept. No. Which is essentially what this person is doing. They're yeah. essentially ripping off our concept. We know of the individual. We have a name for the individual. <laughs> um, We'd love for them to reach out to us. Yes, we would. They can email us at contact at frugalsnobs.com. Because, oh, I'm sorry, we already have this concept down. Copycat. Yeah, it just upsets me. No pun to our cat. I mean, all, all of this came about from April of 2015 when we started this concept three years ago. Yeah. And to have a person come in in December of last year and think that that person is the originator of this concept, they are not. All they're trying to do is basically rip off our ideas. Uh, yeah. And that upsets me. I'm not saying it's 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 okay. Not I should say it's not okay to have your your own your own concept or your own project. That is perfectly fine. And we'll work with people. But to think that you can just take our ideas and take what we've been building and take the capital, the marketing, 
uh, all of the work we've done, all the syndication work we've done with the podcast, and just think that you're the originator of it, you're not. No. They may say flatter, uh, copying is flattery. No. no. Imitation is flattery to a degree until you try to make it your own and say that, it, that you originated it. You didn't. No, then it's just insult. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually angers us quite a bit. Now, I will say that uh, this particular individual, whomever they are, will, will remain nameless. We'll let everybody else go figure out who the person is because, I mean, I think we have a general idea of who, who by name this person is. Yes. Um, it looks like they're, they're basically their site has not been updated or touched since January of this year. Yeah. So it looks like it was a short-lived project. One month. Yeah, maybe a month. Um, but the site is sitting and it looks dormant. Yes. And they didn't get very far with it. But, again, they, it's obvious that, that this person who created this site or was trying to create the site, um, you know, one, didn't put a lot of effort into it. I mean, they really didn't. They, they I mean, so I just want to let everybody know, that, and, and Christina can back me up on this, we did everything ourselves. We designed all the capital ourselves. We did all the marketing ourselves. We learned how to podcast and syndicate ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we had to go get our own web hosting. And I don't mean from like a, a hosting site like Bluehost or HostGator or, one, or GoDaddy or one of those. We went and actually purchased and leased a VPS. Yes. For the, the, the purpose of, of, of driving this project. I mean, we did all, a lot of the deep technical work. We did all the production work ourselves. It, it, it angers us. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, we put a lot of effort into our project. It wasn't just running our mouths and saying how great we are or giving concepts that are blatantly obvious to everybody. It was trying to give everybody a different perspective on things. And, again, to see a person try to make even a step toward what we've done, it, it upsets us. Oh, yeah. It upsets us quite a bit. I mean, at least reach out to us and talk to us. It, it's obvious. It is obvious this individual knew of us oh yeah absolutely obvious and looking at the site and what the placeholders on the site look like it looked like they were basically trying to rip off our idea i mean they tried to use our initials of fs yes they they it looks like they were trying to create video a video section they were trying to create a, uh, maybe a blog or something like that or possibly even a podcast like i said i'm not look we're not the first frugal living podcast there's a bunch of them yeah but to to take our try to take our name and our ip and everything else, that's where, that, that's where we draw a line of, that's not acceptable. No. It's not acceptable at all. At all. And, and this is also, so it, it, it's basically, it, it's deceptive. Yes. Because when you look at frugal snobs and the frugal snob, that makes it seem like she's part of us. And she, yes, it is a she, from what we can tell. Yes. She is not us. No. We've never met this person. We don't know who the person is. They didn't contact us to ask any questions. I mean, it's obvious the person would know that we exist. All you have to do is go do a search for the URL. Yeah. And say, oh, I want to create something. Let me see if this is available. Well, obviously, the suggested names are going to include our URL, which is not available. Yeah. And obviously, she would have gone there to go look at our stuff, including, by the way, we already have a podcast. We already have videos. And then, for her to try to rip off the idea still? Yeah. Frugal talk. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. So, look, I'm not saying she did anything purely wrong, but it, it seems very smarmy. Yes. So, I would like to invite this person to contact us at contactatfrugalsnobs.com. We would like to talk to you. Maybe we can help you with your project. 
Uh, heck, we'd even like to have you as a guest on the show. Yeah, get your insights on Get your insight about as to how you came up with, with your project versus what we did three years ago. Yeah. And that's the problem that I have with it, is that it's not a new idea, so don't try to sell it like it is. That's like saying something that's new to you isn't new to everybody else. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? Like, oh, this is great. I'm going to do all these things, and I'm going to create this, this website, and it's going to be great. And it's like... Just because it's new to you doesn't mean we haven't already been doing it. Exactly. And I'm not upset with the content. And I'm not upset with the subject matter. I'm upset with how... She went about it. Yes. And also how deceptively similar... Yes. ...it looks to us. Yes. That's my problem. Okay. So like I said to this individual, please contact us. You can contact us at contact at frugalsnobs.com. Yes. By all means... Please do. Uh, we'd be more than happy to also have you on our podcast to explain to our listeners and basically everyone in the podcast universe about your project. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can find some synergies. Maybe. Maybe not. Because I, I would love to know why this this individual wouldn't have at least, if she saw our project, at least reached out to us or said something. So, and by the way, folks, we found this on a whim with a Google search. We were essentially out there, as we typically do, looking for uh, our rankings in terms of search engine results, like with videos and things like that. And yes, there is SEO, but we wanted to see organically what it looked like in yes. terms of where are our videos, where we mentioned, where's the podcast. We're doing this for our, our listeners and, and for everybody, our, 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 our site viewers, everyone. And we actually put a lot more effort, heart, and a lot more of ourselves into this than this other person ever probably will. That's an understatement. Yeah. So, anyway... Again, if you're out there, contact us. Contact at FrugalSnobs.com. And uh, we'd like to talk to you. Yeah. That's fair. True? Yeah. All right. Get, all right move on because I'm getting upset. Um, so, a couple other things. Backlash is tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I think we're going we're gonna to watch a few of the matches on the Backlash card after the greatest Royal Rumble last Friday. Which, too uh, many pay-per-views. Yeah. It was too many events all back-to-back. And, and it was only like a week build-up. Yeah. So we'll see what happens tonight. We're not going to to stay on that topic uh, too long, but let's go ahead and talk about Patreon, okay? Yes. All right, we'll talk about Patreon and then also some upcoming uh, new things going on. So, Christina, you still have your books. Yes. They're out there, so um, Christina's going to be working on some methods for folks out there if they want to purchase her books. Yes, right now it is on Amazon and Google Play. Yep, so probably the best way to, I would say the best way to get the book is probably still on Amazon. Up it too. is. So if you go to Amazon, and the, if it's paperback version yes. as well, so print copy as well as the Kindle copy, right? Yes. So basically the ebook. Yes. So you can go to Amazon. I Probably the best way to, to find it is probably to search for Imperial Legends, right? Yes. So, I'm now number one. Nice. Imperial Legends. Yes. Whenever you search that on Amazon, I am the first three results for my three books. Yep. So two words, Imperial, I-M-P-E-R-I-A-L, Legends, of course, L-E-G-E-N-T-S. Yes. So, Imperial Legends, take a look at it on Amazon. You will find Christina's three books. Yes. Uh, the combined copy, which is a bargain. Yes. At $18, right? Yes. Nice. And then, of course, you have the individual volumes one and two. Yes. For the Cairo Shino Chronicles. Yes. Etc. Basically, if you buy the, the combined version, it's like you're buying one, getting the other one half off. Which is good. Yes. 75% pricing model. Yes. Right? Versus the individual volumes, which are, I believe, $11.99 apiece? Yes. Okay. So... Definitely worth it. <clears throat> Definitely worth it. It helps us out. It helps out Christina immensely. She put a lot of time into these books. You know. <laughs> yes, I know. I've been around during this whole process. So, 
do have Al Christina. Also, she'll be working on setting up and booking some Comic-Con appearances or con appearances. There's been one booked for uh, in Fairfax. In August. August 25th and 26th at the Dulles Expo Center. Yes. So Christina will be there. She yes. booked that this week. So we need to put a calendar on your personal site and also on your uh, Imperial Legends site. And also on my Facebook page now. Ugh, we'll be busy. You'll be busy social, like, with your social media marketing of yourself. Yes, I now have a Facebook page for Imperial Legends. But there's also, at, at these particular cons, there's podcasting booths as well, right? Yes. Now, how does that fall with your, if you're a podcaster? Does that, does that fall into the artist alley or does that fall into something else? Artist alley. So we're technically artists. Yes. Nice. Um, so, yeah, maybe the Frugal Snows might make an appearance at this particular, uh, con. At least one of us will. That'll be you. Um, but you want me to help man your booth. Yes. So I wonder if we can do a combined booth. Can we do I am, I need to reach out, and the guy's in, um, Southern Virginia, but he's been on vacation, so, eh, give him some time to get back. Yes, because, quite frankly, the Frugal Snows can go, like, rock the house. Oh, yeah. At the Fairfax Comic Con, we can go do that. Yes, we can. Hand out some, you know, cards, some, 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 maybe some coops, maybe some merch, I don't know. Yeah. We'll find something to do. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll do some stuff. We'll do some, some tchotchkes. Yeah. Maybe some keychains or something if we can find one with marketing enough, if we get some uh, card action going on, because I know you're working on some, some book cards for yourself. And the Frickle Snobs cards. Mm-hmm. And we're, so we're going to be actually putting those into some of our uh, items that we're going to be selling on eBay, which, uh, by the way, all of our items are still available. Yes. On eBay. So go check out FrickleSnobs.com, click on the eBay auctions, and you'll actually get a listing of all of our auctions. We're also going to be looking at putting up in the next couple of, hopefully, days... Uh, some additional items. We were going to get to it this weekend, but we got busy. So we'll have to figure out some way to get these items online pretty quickly. Uh, but we're looking at a few items, like a $5 silver certificate from 1934. Yes. Um, some coin items that I think are a little more uh, precious to collectors, a little more valuable to a collector than uh, what's out there right now. But we wanted to give it a try. And uh, I think we're also putting up a 1928 $2 bill as well. But we'll, we'll give everybody some more detail on this as we move ahead. But again, check out all of our social media, all of our posts. It's definitely helpful uh, for you to check out all the goings-on for the Frugal Snobs. And also, one last thing. Let's talk about the video. Yes. So another video is out. Uh, yesterday I reviewed, on Cinco de Mayo, the Wild Range Brewing Company's IPA. Yes. Literally, the Wild Range IPA. It's the only beer they have. And it's from Wild Range Brewing Company from Rochester, New York. 6.9% ABV. Uh, we don't have any other real information on this no, beer. No, it's very quiet. Yeah, we, it's a very basic beer. It looks like an independent, obviously, or a micro-brewed beer. Um, nothing fancy, folks, but it was pretty good. Um, check out the video on YouTube. Uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And also, Beer Advocate gave this particular brew a 3.45 out of 5. Yes, and you said 4. I gave it a 4-star snob rating. Yes, I did. So check that out as well. Also, the Guinness Nitro is out. And, of course, we'll be also dropping a... Uh, flash briefing for this episode uh, very soon. Yes. So if you don't catch us right now, uh, you can catch us in the flash briefing. Maybe a couple more comments out of it, or a couple more laughs out of it. So we've been through our saga with this whole frugal snob situation. Yes. Um, and I mean, quite frankly, the person can't exactly sue us or anything. We have the concept prior. Yes. So if she tries to trademark it or copyright it, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we have proof that yes. we did this first. So we've been through that saga. Nothing free is going on. Put out a couple videos. Backlashes tonight. You have a book thing going on. Yes. We're just busy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are busy. So, um, ugh. So you said you're going to put together some cards, right? Yes, I'm working on business cards. Right, so you're going to probably hand those out also with uh, your book signing at the con. Yes. 
So that will be a book signing, right? Yes. So you don't mind walking around and, you know, having people buy your books and sign them for, right? No, I'll sign them for them on the spot as soon as they buy them. Okay. Plain and simple. Buy my book, I'll sign it. Buy my, my book. <laughs> and I'm working with Barnes & Noble trying to get onto them as well, and that will increase some book signings. Mm-hmm. So more information coming as soon as it is available. Yeah, but we got to find some other places for you to do some book signings. You know what I mean? Like some little mom-and-pop bookshops or, you know, maybe like a community center or something. I find something. We gotta get out of the. We gotta get out of the studio. Yes. We're around here way too much, and it's getting nice outside in terms of weather. But it's cool today. But unfortunately, I lost some um, access to information with some things that happened yesterday. So access to information. Access to information. Oh, gotcha. With what happened with my other author friend. But that's okay because you, you don't want to basically mimic each other, do you? No. 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 Besides, mine's gonna be better. <laughs> it's just better, or better. Better. It's better. Because so, I am willing to travel further to do things. That's right. Because, you know, that's what we do. I mm. have connections in multiple places, so I don't have to pay for all these hotels. You sound just like Matt Hardy. <laughs> I have many connections. All of these places. I've got an expedition. Expedition. An expedition. So the book. That's right. The literary works of the great <laughs> master. <laughs> I, I, I have been under the tutelage of a great literary master. So... Anyway, um, so you'll be busy yes. in the upcoming months. So, uh, folks, we will be um, bringing to everybody you know, what we can over the next few months. We've been, every other week, kind of like clockwork. I mean, we used to do this show once a week. Uh, we'll also be doing some on-the-road, on-site type of things as well. Like we'll have one from the actual Comic-Con. Absolutely. We're gonna have, and also, I mean, if, if folks are going to be around, I mean, we'll, we'll also discuss ways that you can basically come and meet and greet and that sort of thing. And I think that would be a good thing for us. Oh, yeah. Um, to get out of here and actually get out in the public. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, I think people across the world listen to us. And when we can get out and about, especially in the local area in the community, and see other people, and hopefully we were able to help them out, give them a few laughs, teach them some things, that sort of thing. Or, you know, help them get into maybe alternate investments. Or, I mean, just give them career advice or any kind of encouragement. It's always good. So, I mean, we're, we're busy people. We're also very, um, how do I put this nicely, um, very reactionary people. Yes. So we're very animated. So. Yes. Uh, anyway, again, folks, if you hear any chirpings or other sounds, we have the windows open here in the studio. It's nice. It's a little cool out, though. It's 65 degrees Fahrenheit or so. It's not that warm. It's nice and sunny, though. It's been hot the past. Uh, 95 degrees. Yes, Friday. Yes. Oh, it was horrible. That was terrible, folks. That was melting. <laughs> I was melting like a snow cone in Phoenix. I was going to say, like a popsicle. That's right. Snow cone. <laughs> like a snow cone in Phoenix. So let's go ahead and get on to our actual topic this week, everybody, and that is Modern Inventions Part, part two. 2. Part 2. So um, we talked about the Modern Inventions uh, series last week, starting with Part 1. Uh, really what, what uh, triggered that was the, the fact that we finally received our 1937 Bank of Canada $50 notes. The video is on YouTube. So the theme of the note is, the allegory, is Modern Inventions. Now last week we talked about the telephone, television, radio. Yes. This week, we want to talk about modern inventions around the kitchen. Yes. The kitchen, right? So, again, these are things that actually, again, folks, when you do research for something like this, you're thinking it's going to be a bit boring. But actually, we were kind of surprised at some of the dates. Oh, we yeah, exactly. So, let's go ahead and get into it around the kitchen. So, first modern invention, dishwasher. Yeah. So, okay, so the dishwasher, uh, who invented the dishwasher? Josephine Cochran. Josephine Cochran, and she received her patent for this in 1886. Yes. Yes? 1886. I I was 
surprised by this because I, I thought I thought it was a newer invention. As did I. Like it was post nineteen hundred. Yeah. You know, but eighteen eighty six um, for her contraption that, to my understanding, essentially, uh, basically consisted of a, a container. Yeah. With uh, okay, so to take, to take a step back, um, it's I think if memory calls from our research, the, you know, the past couple of days and especially this morning. She essentially took measurements of all the dishes, platters, and plates. Yeah, with cups and all that. Yeah, of all of the all of the the the, the wares. Yes. That one would use when eating. And so, and silverware. Yeah, so utensils and flatware and things like that. She took measurements of all these things meticulously, and then she created a, I guess a, a metal meshwork. Yes. To hold these utensils and items and plates and bowls and all these other things, right, in place, so they could be washed. Yes. And angle that away where water could basically reach them optimally. Yes. Right? And then she basically put these into a container and then running uh, tubing and piping to it along with a heated element on the top. Yeah. Where you can add basically soap and things of that sort uh, and a sprayer or a hose effect inside of this particular container uh, essentially created a, essentially a crude dishwasher. Yeah. Right? We received a patent for this in 1886. And we don't know where we would be without our dishwasher. I know hotels were screaming for it as soon as it came out. That's true. And so are restaurants. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think people take these types of things for granted. Now, on, on our negative, because we have we live in the city. Yes. That's right. We live in the city. And, uh, you know, we didn't take our, our dishwasher for granted, you know, until we moved into our current uh, dwelling, <laughs> where the dishwasher <laughs> will not open without hitting the fridge. Because it's so, so cramped. That's right. Our kitchen is a galley kitchen, and it is cramped. Yes. Um, but we do have a nice little breakfast nook, and we have yes. a little full dining room, which we've turned into an office at this point. Uh, basically, other than the kitchen, we have some pretty spacious digs. Yes. But it's just the kitchen that gives us some trouble. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's energy efficient, though. Yes. That's right. So Our yeah. bills have been cheap. Yes, they have. But here's the problem with that. It takes five hours or so to, to do a load of dishes for us. Yeah. Just because of the, the energy efficiency and things like that. That's why I run them at night. <laughs> yes. But that's a sanitized setting. Yeah. Basically, it kills everything. Yes. <laughs> it kills all the germs. So, the dishwasher. And I think, you know, we wanted to have an episode around the, 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 the kitchen-oriented uh, modern inventors, because I think people take this for granted a lot. Oh, yeah, because they've grown up with them. That's right. Like, we didn't have a time in our lives beforehand where there weren't microwave ovens. Yeah. Right, or TV dinners, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, dishwashers, I mean, again, I mean, when I was a kid living out in the country, you had a dish rack. Yeah. Right? We didn't have a dishwasher when I was a kid. We didn't. That I can say we didn't. We, we did not have one. So. But, mm. I mean, now it's like standard no matter where you go. You have a dishwasher, whether it's in an apartment, a condo, a house. Do you find it interesting that there's people out there still that don't use their dishwasher on purpose? Like, they just won't use it? Uh, fresh off the boat. <laughs> That's true. With the, with the with the episode, Jessica does not use a dishwasher. Yes. But they have it, and they never turn it on. It's same it, thing with the air conditioning. They never turn it on. They have it's it. It's for dish drying. Wait. So they put it in the dishwasher for drying only? Yeah, they air dry the plates. So they put them in the dishwasher to air dry. Yes. Why won't they just use a dish rack? Faith. Whatever. <laughs> stupid. It is. It's stupid. Anyway, so the dishwasher, 1886. Yes. I was surprised at how early that was terms of the, the invention date. Yes. So not that long ago, really, if you think about it. No. All right, so let's move on uh, to the garbage disposal. Yes. So who created the garbage disposal? John Hames, or H-A-M-M-E-S. Hams, Hames. Yes. Hams, Hams, in 1927? Yes. I don't see why this is relatively a modern invention when 
plumbing with sinks and other in-kitchen access to water was, again, around way prior. The ability to put something in the bottom of a a, a sink that basically crunches everything up. Yes, slices it up, basically. That's right. Yeah, it's a giant chopping blade, essentially. Yes. Um, 1927. But he didn't get his patent until 1946. 1946? It took him a while to get the patent. Why? I don't know. I thought it was 1935, I thought. And then it didn't make it to the market until the 1940s. Okay, he, correction, he got his patent in 43, didn't make it to the market until 46. But it, he invented it in 1927. Yes, so six years to get the patent. Right, so 1933, you mean? Yes. You said 43. Sorry. 1933 to get the patent. Yes. and then Right in the middle of the Great Depression. Yeah, and then Great. 46. To actually, get it marketed. Yes, so he had to fight through the Depression to get it out. That's just... Well, yeah, especially back when, you know, things were... Less you, jobs. Well, yeah, that you wouldn't have conveniences like this. People don't care about that. They care about feeding their kids. Exactly. And keeping their lights on. So how many people were actually working at the patent office to actually approve the patent? That's true. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to be inventing things either, because inventing things takes money and time. And people didn't have that. People didn't. They definitely didn't have time. They certainly didn't have money, because the time they did have was probably taken working a menial job where they got paid hourly wages or day labor. What, a, a, pen, a dime a day? Dock worker. Yeah. Dock worker, man. I mean, in 1933, I mean, we talked about this with the $10 uh, bill from 1934 that we've reviewed on YouTube. Go check it out, everybody. Cheap plug. But, I mean, back then, that was a dock worker's wages for a week. Yeah. You know, that was that was a month's rent. <laughs> you know? So, it, it it's interesting. Yeah. Um, to look but, back and see how time has changed. But it also, if you look at the economics of it and how long it took in delays to get things to the market. Oh, I know. Due to an economic situation. And it's kind of funny that you think about that and you're like, you know, where we could be today. If that didn't happen. If, oh, no, it sets us back immensely. Uh, so did like the financial crisis in 2008. Oh, yeah. This kind of stuff sets you back. It does. It sets back everything. It sets back innovation. It sets back invention. It sets back a lot of things because your priorities are different. Yeah. So garbage disposal. Dishwasher. Yes. Dishwasher. We didn't talk about the refrigerator, though. We did not put that on our list here. But they've had ice boxes and it slowly evolved over time. That's true, but the ice boxes used to be cool, man, because they had the ice box. They put the big blocks of ice on top, literally yes. an ice box. Yes. And basically, the the ice would melt, it would flow through tubing that would essentially cool the contents of the container. Yes. That's right. They used to do the air conditioning in a similar fashion. Big blocks of ice, like on the roof of buildings. Mm-hmm. It would melt into tubing. That tubing would then be circulated throughout the building, and the temperature of the tubing would help cool the air. Yes. Yeah. Besides, the thing that has to keep my beer cold. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't hurt anybody. Um, so anyway, besides I can't bring reviews unless I have cold beer. True. Um, so we didn't talk about the dishwasher. Uh, we did talk about the dishwasher. We didn't talk about the refrigerator. There yes. we go. Didn't talk about the refrigerator or the deep freeze. Um, we did talk about, though, however, or the gas range or anything like that. Um, but again, people have been cooking with fire for years. Yes. Okay. It's just a way to make it into the modern day home. But more recently, they now are able to cook with the microwave. Yes, the microwave oven. 1946, created by who? Percy Spencer. That's right. 1946, microwave ovens. Yes. Right after the atomic age, we go, we take care of business. Yes. In World War II, and as a result of that, like, okay, well, hmm. What can we do with the stuff that we just created? That's right. We, we basically just, just basically, like, boiled people to death. So... Without even, a, with a weapon that didn't even actually touch the ground. So, let's see. Hmm. I want to be able to keep my coffee warm. So, <laughs> um, or I want instant food. That's right. So, and we'll talk about that in a second. So, the microwave patent, 1946. 
uh, Percy Spencer. I've always wondered, I mean, over time, of course, microwaves have become lighter. Yes. I've always wondered how large the first microwave oven was. Was it as big as a computer? I were I, well have you seen the size of big computers back then? That's what I'm saying. When they used to fit in the size of they used to fit in an entire room. Yeah. I mean today's modern day like like smartwatch, okay, even the Casio calculator watch yeah. had more processing power than the computers we took to, you know, the space program to the moon. Yeah. See, you remember the Casio calculator watch? Yes I do. I had one. I thought I was awesome, man. I, I you did. were the bomb. I had my Casio calculator watch. But then you had to take it off for quizzes. Yeah. <laughs> Why, did you have that in school, too? If you had a calculator watch, you had to take it off? Yes. Because you could cheat. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, the smartwatch is now the new calculator watch. Oh, yeah. But um, anyway, so microwave ovens. It would be interesting to see uh, how big the first... Um, Microwave was. We'll probably bring people, our listeners, a uh, a review of that with the next episode in the series, which would be the final episode, part three. Uh, but it would be interesting to see what the dimensions of the first microwave oven were. It was. I mean, it's totally like fascinating. So like, we went from here to here. Yes, and I want to see. And again, microwave ovens have also decreased in weight. Yeah, but they've also, to an extent, also there's a lot more variations in size. Well, yes, and power. Yes, power. power. Yes. Don't pull Tim Taylor on me. Or power. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, 800 watt, 1200 watt, 2000 watt. I mean, at that at that point of 2000 watts or anything higher than that, when your food stops glowing, then you can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to cook coffee for 10 seconds. See, now I have to think about the episode of Home Improvement where they had the man's kitchen. Yes. Remember that? And they had the microwave from Binford. Yes. That's right. That's right. When the potatoes stop glowing, Al, we can eat them. So, uh, anyway... The uh, microwave oven uh, also led to microwavable food. The TV dinner. The TV dinner was probably considered the first commercially available, microwavable, readily available food. I mean, there are several iterations that never actually made it into the home. True, but keep in mind, these are also precursors to the modern TV dinner. I mean, they were were on metal trays, obviously. Yes, which switched to plastic. The Stratoplate, 1941. So, who created the TV dinner? That was Betty Cronin. Sounds oh. like Betty Crocker to me. Yeah, but uh, she, uh, she might have been, I'm, I've also seen Schwann. Really? Yes. They're like the ones mainly credited for the TV dinner. Interesting. Interesting. And then the Swansons also got into that, yeah. that uh, particular market later, but it's not the same thing. But yeah. I'm just saying. Stouffer's also got into that market. But okay, so the TV dinner. Precursor 1941, the Stratoplate. Stratoplate is basically, from what we from our research... A metal plate with compartments. Yes, three compartments. That contained uh, food items, foodstuffs that could be meat, a potato, and your peas and carrots. Ugh. Yes. Carrots I'm fine with. But they were mixed. Get those evil peas out of there. Anyway, (laughs) so that's what made Forrest Gump happy because he had peas and carrots. So you basically would heat these trays on airplanes. Yes, in a military Planes for civ- too for civilians and military personnel, right? So they're ready to eat meals, almost like MREs. Yeah, I was just thinking that they're the first MREs. I assume it's similar to MREs, but uh, again, a metal tray. Um, you kind of wonder, like the, the the lunch tray, you know, the yes. plastic tray or the styrofoam tray in some cases, um, in in school lunches in the United States now. Um, you wonder if they came from the same kind of concept. Yeah. Right. So Stratoplate, nineteen forty one, uh, moved into to other 
iterations, including, yes. as Christina said, obviously it converted to plastic, because obviously you cannot microwave metal safely, except for small amounts, which we'll get to in a second. And the first TV dinner was actually a Thanksgiving meal. Yes, and that was, uh, I can't remember from whom, I thought it was from Swanson's. Swanson's, yes. So, because of, apparently, Thanksgiving turkey surpluses in the early 50s, yes. Swanson's created their first TV dinner, which was essentially a turkey item, sweet potatoes, cranberries, yeah, stuff like that, and I believe uh, cornbread stuffing, yes, and I believe peas, yes, yuck, <laughs> yuck, <laughs> yuck, 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 and that is always going to be your opinion. That's right. I cannot stand peas. I mean, look, as you get older, folks, as you know from a child to adulthood, you experience different sensations in terms of taste. Yes. So you will certainly adjust your diet accordingly. But peas have never been something I've ever liked, ever. I like them. They taste like dirt. Good. They do. I mean... You don't like pineapple either. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get, a, I'm gonna get a, a fork full of topsoil and a fork full of peas. I want to make you eat each of them. No. Yep. I'm not eating the topsoil. Yes. I want you to taste it. I want you to taste those peas and want you to tell me which one tastes worse they taste the same <laughs> and before you say well, how would you know unless you've eaten topsoil exactly have you no are you sure i am absolute positive sure you weren't one of those kids growing up same thing with one i didn't eat dirt growing up i'm not one of the stupid kids I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not one of the special kids in the back of the class um but anyway uh stouffer microwave oven but i mean i should say tv dinner with the microwave yeah. oven god it's having a long weekend yeah Anyway, so we'll wrap this up here shortly, but I also wanted to say something really quick about the TV dinner. Yes. You've had so many iterations of that since. Now you have the banquet meals. You have the Hot Pocket. Yes. Which also has a thin aluminum lining, so you can microwave small, small, small amounts of metal. Yeah, and also for crisping purposes. The Bagel Bites have the crisping tray. They do. Yes. Well, so does, uh, so does Tutina's Pizza. And Red Baron. Mm-hmm. Red Baron's gotten skimpy, though. They have just enough to cover the bottom of the crust. I see. But, I mean, without the microwave oven and the TV dinner, we wouldn't have the, I hate to say it, folks, the, the drunk food we have today. Exactly. Or I mean, toaster oven. Where, yes. Where, <laughs> I mean, where would you get microwaveable chimichangas, burritos, uh, frozen pizza? Yeah. Uh, things like that. I mean, without the, the convection oven or a toaster oven or, in fact, the microwave oven, which can you microwave frozen pizza? Yes, you can. There's actually instructions on microwaving frozen pizza. It's not yes. recommended, though. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's too soggy and Oven. Soft. Oven. Yes, yes, get it crispy the whole way Crispy, yes. So, microwave oven. The dishwasher. The garbage disposal. Now, my question to you, Christina. Barring the range and barring the refrigerator and, and freezer unit yes. in the kitchen, which kitchen appliance, fixture appliance, would you say is the most valuable or beneficial from those three appliances that I mentioned. So it was the disposal? The disposal, the dishwasher, and the microwave. I can deal without the disposal. Trash can. Yes. The dishwasher. Do it by hand. I'll cry, but I'll do it. Are you in agreement with me that the microwave is the most beneficial yes. invention? of? Yes. Thank because you. how long would it sit in an oven to warm up? That's right. And you got, first off, you got to preheat the oven. So pathetic. You know that we are so pathetic. It's the microwave generation. We are spoiled to it. The problem with microwavable food, though, is that... It I'm, dries out. Yes. Cause, because really, the whole science behind a microwave is it essentially boils the water in the food. Yes. Right? 
That's so, why you put a cup of water in with it. Well, if you're microwaving something to reheat it or revive it, like yes. rice. Yes. For example, rice does not microwave well by itself. It's cooked no. rice. You got to add some water to it. Yes. Um, or at least a cup of water with it. Or bread is the same way. Yes. So it's not dried out and crusty. Ugh. But um, same thing with like chewy meats and things that, you, that yeah. people tend to Dip eat. it in water, then microwave it. <laughs> it boils the water in the food. Yeah. Um, or microwave some water with it. But, I mean, the problem that I have with microwavable food is, that, have you looked at the dietary the sodium? nutrition of a microwavable meal? The salt, the you lack of protein, at the carbs. You 75% of your daily need of sodium in one meal. Really? Yeah. But, okay, so, but at the same time, certain microwavable foods are... A godsend. So, for example, for me, I typically do not eat, you know, traditional breakfast, folks. I have been taking to eating microwavable burritos. Yes. For my breakfast. Why? Because there's, 50, there's like, what, nine grams of protein per? Yes. So, and beef and bean burritos are quick. Yes. You eat them in, like, four or five bites, you're done. Yes. No production necessary. You heat them up, you wait for them to cool off because they're molten lava hot. <laughs> Even though you follow the instructions. Look, the microwave generation is what introduced us to basically burning the roofs of our mouths. Yeah. Okay? The rubber taste. Yes, and your everything will taste like rubber for a month until your mouth heals. Yes. So, but at any rate, um, it's changed how we eat, but I think in some cases it's changed for the worse. Yeah. Um, and I, I should say worse, but um, not worst. But it has changed. But I think, it, actually, yeah, I'll give it a terminal for the worst. Yeah. Um, because people... It, it is a bad thing now. I mean, would you say that the microwave has contributed to the current situation with our health in the United States? And laziness. But would you say yeah. that's the case? I mean, there are certain things you can't microwave, like fried chicken. You yeah. can't revive fried chicken in no. a microwave. That just gets gross. Yeah. Rubbery, you know. Slimy, greasy. Slimy, soft, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So, but still, the microwave, if used properly, is not a bad option. I mean, you have, for example, you have an entire generation of people that didn't know how to cook or were too lazy to cook using solely the microwave. Like, for example, I mean, the Stouffer's lasagna. Yeah. Remember Stouffer's lasagna? Yeah. People buy a whole lasagna and love that stuff. They love the Stouffer's lasagna. You can all make cakes in mugs. I love mug cake, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got you spoiled to that. I like mug cake, especially the apple crumble thingy. That was pretty good. Uh, put a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of a helper in there, a little James Bean. He can beam me up. <laughs> so in a mug, cup, mug uh, cupcake, mug yes. cake, mug yeah. cupcake. What is it? Mug cake, mug cake. Oh, All right. So we're in agreement. Yes. Okay. So the microwave. Yes. So, all right, folks, you want to wrap this thing up? Yes. You're yawning over there. Don't yawn on an episode of this podcast. It makes it look bad. No, it's just a lot of work's been done already today. Yes, I've been busy. So. All right, folks, you've already found some entertainment in part yes. two of the Modern Inventions uh, series. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to part one. It does help us out. Make sure you subscribe uh, throughout the web yes. uh, to wherever you find the Frugal Snobs. And again, we are the real, true Frugal Snobs, folks. So you yes. can find us on Twitter, at Frugal Snobs. We are not associated to thefrugalsnob.com at all. No. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, of course, facebook.com slash frugalsnobs. You can also now find us on Patreon. Yes. And there's more coming with that. We are also adding a widget to FrugalSnobs.com, and it will allow you to check out everything that we have to offer, all of our posts, all of our podcasts will be available on Patreon. Yes. That helps us out, and you can also donate through the community. Yes. We'll give more details as we move forward. Uh, Patreon is new for us, so hopefully it will help us out. And, of course, you can donate and listen, share, like, post, subscribe. Ugh, helps. 
So check us out also on YouTube. And make sure while you're there, folks, make sure you hit the notification button. Yes. Also, I want to keep everybody abreast of the fact that we still have notification options available at FrugalSnobs.com. Yes. So make sure if you go to FrugalSnobs.com, folks, that you do opt in to notifications. Yes. That way, every time that we drop a new episode or a new post or a new site update occurs. New video. New video. You will be alerted of it. Yes. So it does help us out. And also, again, like I said, on YouTube, hit the notification button. Yes. Helps us out. All right, folks, go ahead and wrap this up. I hope everybody enjoyed episode 123. I hope everybody had a safe Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. It's stupid. Yes, it's not even <laughs> like a real holiday. I hate to say that. It's just a drinking holiday. Anyway, hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed the last couple of weeks. We've been busy. We're, we're continuing to be busy. I will also be dropping a flash briefing for everybody coming up before episode 124. Check us out around the web. Check us out now on Patreon. Ugh, we're busy. Yes. So we got a lot going on. If everybody enjoys all the videos on YouTube, we work very hard at that. Hopefully next time we, we catch everybody, we'll have some new coin finds, new banknote finds. We haven't really found anything recently. No. So we're going to hopefully get back into that as well before we wrap up this series with part three of Modern Inventions with episode 124. Until then, folks, be well, never pay retail, take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>